Hello and welcome to The Loosest Sense. I'm Stephen Levanis and with me is Adam Binsley and we are your leading source of leftist misinformation. Adam, how has your week off been? We just not mentioned it. You got the intro right again. Baby, I'm not even... I'm, I'm breezing through. In wow. the medium. In the medium is not where... I want to excel. The next... The next eighty-four episodes are going to be nothing but me hitting hitting three pointers, baby. That's Let's me. Go. I'm I'm like I'm like below the rim, above the rim. I don't understand basketball, and therefore my metaphors are falling apart. <laughs> but I know that if you sink a three pointer, it's good. <laughs> and I, and I <laughs> once saw a film called Above the Rim, and I assume that means good. It was about a lot of heroin, so I'm not really sure, but... Uh... You sure that wasn't Requiem for a Dream? No, 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 no. Uh, above the Rim, it's the one where um, Leonardo DiCaprio... Spoilers for a film you're never going to watch. Uh, it's the one where Leonardo DiCaprio and Tupac uh, get uh, addicted to heroin. Leonardo DiCaprio is a real movie. Yeah, it fucking is. Above the Rim, I'm telling you. No, it's not. Yeah, and Leonardo DiCaprio, the shortest man in Hollywood, is a basketball superstar who gets addicted to heroin and dies. Tupac. Tupac's in it, yeah. Is Tupac a basketball player? Is Tupac a little guy? Yeah, the, the, it's the smallest basketball movie I've ever seen. Above the Rim. Yeah, 1994. There's no way Leonardo DiCaprio could get above the rim unless he was on the front of the Titanic again. Right, who's it got in it? It's got Tupac Shakura as Birdie. It's got yeah. one of the it's got one of the Wayans in. It's got um Which Wayan? One of them's taller than the other. They're quite tall. Marlon. Marlon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which um, one? The tallest, hopefully. Uh he's the middle brother. It's got Bernie Mac. I think I may I may have made up Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I swear to God, this is a Leonardo DiCaprio film where he gets addicted to heroin to being a basketball star. <laughs> one second, one second, one second. Leonardo. But Tupac's not in it. You've conflated those two. Bas- Maybe you've watched two basketball themed movies. I've I, I've also watched Space Jam. <laughs> Have you watched? I watched the new Space Jam. Have you seen that? They kill Bugs Bunny. It's a remake. It's good. No, it's not. They kill Bugs Bunny. It was really bad. Uh, right, yeah, so we talk about the news, yeah. Stephen. No, 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 no. We're only Come talking on. about Leonardo DiCaprio heroin death film. That's what we're talking about until I know what the fuck. Who killed Gilbert Grape? The basketball <laughs> diaries. The basketball diaries. That's what that one's called. One's called Above the Rim, and the other one's called The Basketball Diaries. And, they and you've are conflated the two and movies. Yeah. And they are. The same fucking movie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac and Leonardo DiCaprio, they're in the same film, together. I didn't think they were mates. Not the kiss, they kiss all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna, you're going to be surprised to find out that it's not Tupac, and I've got Tupac m- confused with other famous rapper, Marky Mark Wahlberg. That's what's <laughs> happened there. <laughs> You got Tupac and Mark Wahlberg concerned. It's the most racist thing I've ever heard. They both speak the truth of the streets. It's even more racist if you get a black guy mistaken for a white guy somehow. No, especially a white guy who would look at that year beat an Asian guy with a metal pipe and blind him in one eye. (laughs) 
Let's not forget Mark Wahlberg did that. Thank you for joining my TED Talk about Basketball Diaries and Above the Rim. This is a news podcast. <laughs> right. Right. What's that? Do we start with Story of the Week? Oh, it, it, you know what? I want to talk about my special interest, but if you want to like actually talk about news, then yes, yeah, sure. We'll do your thing first, and I'll pout throughout it. I less want to talk about the news and more talk about the future, Stephen. Is uh, a, a chap called Anthony Carr, who is uh, a psychic who, in inverted commas, predicted 9-11 and Princess Diana's deaths, has claimed that England are going to win the World Cup. Okay, I've got a couple of questions about psychics, right? One, mm-hmm. we all know that there's a prize that if you can prove you're a psychic, you win a million pound, right? Yeah. Why is an Anthony, is it Anthony Carr, did you say? Anthony Carr, yes. Two R's, Carr with two R's. Carr with two R's, ruh ruh That's what he uh, says. Yeah. Carr, Carr with two R's. <laughs> what? You couldn't make it up. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. <laughs> I, I I'm legally not allowed to make this up. You uh, couldn't make it up, could you? It's amazing what comes into my head. He's a Canadian psychic. He's referred to by Jacqueline Stallone, yes, Sly Stallone's mother, as the world's most documented psychic. The thing, I, the thing, Stephen, that makes me feel like there could have been something in it, right, is most of these psychics, you'd probably class them as self-employed, wouldn't you? And that they must have had some faith in their skills when they've gone like, right, this is my time. I'm going to stop just hobby baking on the weekend and doing some brownies. I'm going to go all in on me baking and set up me cakery and make birthday cakes for everyone. That's going to be my full-time living. They've gone like that, but with being a fucking psychic. I am now going to tell you something that's very exciting. You can get a Zoom psychic reading from Anthony Carr. And if it is within my... I know there's a cost of living crisis, but right now this is the only thing I want. So we'll find out how much this is going to cost. The, the website looks like it's going to give my phone... What would you want to know? Will I, Will I be pretty? Will I be pretty? <laughs> and I wonder what he'll say to me. I don't really fancy communing with the dead. No, he's not that kind of psychic, is he? He tells you your future. They're different. People who do like readings are different than people who do it's like tarot is different to it's a whole heap of mess of like confidence bullshit Bullshit. yeah yeah well um if you're very lucky you get someone who believes it right yeah and then it's a bit like if you're not engaged in it it's dinner theater but most of the time they're engaged with people who believe it and they're just robbing their money you know and this anthony carr fellow who was born in 1943. He's born in 1943? Yeah, and he was... He's getting um, on then, isn't he? He was a muscle man. He did that Mr. Universe stuff. Yeah, bodybuilding. I'd be interested to know how how many predictions he's got wrong. That's it. They never talk about the predictions they've got wrong. They They just... They make it up. Oh, he also thinks that World War III's upon us because there's a picture of... Um, Vladimir Putin's hand on it and he's read his palm and he's predicted that he wants to go to war. I thought he wasn't that type of fella. 
I thought you are you saying he's an all-rounder? I'm saying like, he's a like man. Jude Bellingham. Oh, he's also done Vladimir Putin's chart, in case you're interested. Yeah, how's he getting on? I can't. Like, to be honest, it looks like he's put a load of dots and then some triangles together and then a bunch of stuff. I can't read charts, so I don't know. It's the same as horoscopes, surely. It's the same level of red flag for me. What, if someone says they can read the future? Yeah. Nah, it's, someone telling me they can read the future is way higher on the crazy list. Is it? Than, yeah. What, than, than Aries? Yeah, easy. You think? Yeah, yeah, because, like, like, believing, like... Believing that uh, you are connected by the time you are born to other people connected to the time you are born, for me, is fundamentally less crazy than someone going, I read Vladimir and Putin's palm and World War Three is going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And I know I've, I've put quite a biased little taint on it there, but you know, I'm trying to prove my point, so fuck you. I mean, your pitch wasn't good, was it? No, right, okay, let's let's try. Like if you, if you, say, you can phrase that as like, I believe that a twelfth of the world's population all have the same fucking feelings at the same time, and there's eight billion of us. I've got to be honest, right? As a man who doesn't experience that many emotions, you could convince me that I feel, I feel about the same as twel- a twelfth of the population. You know what I mean? But... It would be. It's way more difficult for for you to tell me that you can predict the future. I mean, I can have a go. Uh, well, we are next week. We're going to do a Christmas bonanza where we actually do a bingo card, you and I, and we put it online and see how many predictions we get right through the year. Like a death pool, but for Prime Minister's Question Time. <laughs> yeah, like well, you can put deaths in it if you want. It's just stuff you think is going to happen throughout the year. So the British Secret Services are going to murder. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to end up? Who's going to end up like a, a man in a bag? Remember, man in a bag. Yeah, there's a good documentary about man in a bag. Ugh. It was really good. It was there was just a man in a bag. <laughs> I remember that everyone was trying to remember when they went. Oh, well, he was gay. That's what those gays do. They do cram themselves into their own <laughs> travel bags. <laughs> <laughs> Chemsex suitcases, a, f- a familiar trope. <laughs> I, like, like, because I was, a, I was, how old would I have been? Would I have been like 16? I don't know. Old enough to have got in that suitcase with him. <laughs> yeah. Old enough to learn how to get into that suitcase with him. Did they ever find out who he was? I think they do know. Just a, just a, just a general Russian Oh spy. my God, there's, there's an audible podcast about it oh is there oh all right well yeah. let's enjoy that let's record let's listen to it august 2010 uh you wouldn't have been 16 no i'd have been i'd have been a grown older man. yeah a grown man a grown man with a with full all, bush with all of my pubic hair <laughs> a full a full full bush right benners this is always a question i like to ask people just to mess them up yeah. but do you ever remember your pubic hair growing what do you mean? Right, okay. So you I don't no, remember. Yeah. You had no pubic hair, right? There was a memory of no pubic hair. And there's yeah. a memory of pubic hair, but there's no memory of it growing. Yeah, I remember it growing. All right. I don't believe you. I think you're just being. I think, I think this is your personality because you're a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, fuck you, Aries. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> right. They were so- right. Were they right? I, I don't. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio as well. Oh, we should clash. <laughs> we, we make fiery, fiery relationships. <laughs> the other thing that I found out about Scorpios, because I fancied a girl, because, you know, the only reason men learn is because they fancy an individual. And I fancied someone who was into star signs. Right? And I, and I was like, all right, I'll read my chart then. I'll find out about it. And I found out that if you look at the star signs as a body, the Scorpios are genitals. And after that, I was like, I don't want to learn anymore about this. It seems like nonsense. <laughs> like, you know, like some, some star signs are the liver, some star signs are the heart, some star signs are the brain, and we're the, we're the genitals. <laughs> Horrified, isn't it? So... Have you put a bet on England to win, seeing as the psychic who predicted World War, uh, who predicted 9-11? And... No, I'm not. It's, gambling's my only non-vice. I love I try and, I, I'm, not, I'm not a betting man. I'm I... bad at it. I've never won. I think if I'd won at, some, at any point, then it would, may have inspired me slightly. Yeah. But all I've ever done is lost. That's it's a fair reason not to get into it to be honest. Yeah. Let's, let's be fair. Uh, I'm not into this thing I'm shit at. It was really shit at it. Like you lost money every time. It's not not for me. Even I like a fruit you... machine in a pub. Never, never really won got... a fruity. No, never. I've won at a fruity. No, never at all. Yeah. Uh, no, not for me. Don't know how they work. Can't can't do that. I don't think I've ever won a bet at a place at any bookmakers. <laughs> Maybe I'm really unlucky. I don't know. You've got, you've got uh, an house. I didn't win it in a fucking tombola, though, did I? <laughs> no, you, 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 you won it in the game of life. There's different kinds of luck, though, aren't there? Yeah, you just don't have blind luck. Yeah, blind luck. That's what I could do with a bit of that. Yeah, I don't have any luck. If it wasn't for bad, I wouldn't have any luck at all, as the old blues song goes. <laughs> remember, that, remember when you told me to buy a scratch card to see if my luck was bad? <laughs> I lost. <laughs> Have you ever won on a scratch card? Yeah. I like, yeah I, how much I, did you win? Well, uh, the most I've won is 20 quid. Uh, that doesn't count, I don't think. I think it does. It's a scratch does card. It? Does the it? The fun bit is scratching it off. Mm. What What do you expect me to say? Oh, yeah, I've won £500,000. I, I gacked it all. I, I racked it and I racked it and sniffed it. That's why I can't pay attention in class anymore. <laughs> what do you want? What do you, Twenty quid is the most I've won. I don't know what you want from me. Let's talk about the news, Stephen. We are. We talked about a psychic man, right? Did okay. We? Yeah, uh, we talked about it. Like he says, England's gonna win. You're rubbish at betting. Okay. Cool. Astrology bitches are crazy. We covered it all. <laughs> Police officers be raping other <laughs> universal truths. Oh, Jesus. Convicted. Convicted. Uh, uh, charged. Charged. Yep. Rupert yeah. Edwards. I mean, rape's traumatic enough without being raped by a copper called Rupert. It's just on the job, yeah? By the side of the road. Is that the vibe? <laughs> that's, what, that's what they used to call him. <laughs> oh, God. Horrible. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Um, off duty. Off duty. Off duty. Yeah, that makes a change, doesn't it? Mm? That makes a change. 
it seems like they're taking a while to get their pants off him when they're in full uniform. They've got a belt on, haven't they? Yeah. They probably had trackies on at the weekend. Oh, no cord in them. No cord, yes, exactly that. Um, it just feels <sighs> it feels hopeless at the moment. It feels like the only people attracted to the police force are just people who want to have power over other individuals. Who would have thunk it, Binners? Who would have thunk it? I mean, it's a cultural problem, isn't it? You're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna change it quickly either, are you? No. Even if, you... If, even if there was will from all aspects to change the culture of an organisation such as the police, it's so entrenched that it would take generations to change those attitudes. I think. I think. You, I think you could do it, but you'd have to fundamentally change what the role of a police officer was to community mm. servant. You know, because at the moment they don't serve the community. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They enforce arbitrary laws that can shift at any point. From they, my limit, my limited understanding of how the police operate, it would seem that all they do is respond to mental health problems. So maybe what you need is loads of mental health nurses and loads of loads of badass like military guys for shooting people. Yeah, it feels. It feels the amount of times you go to someone who's jumping off a building and the police are there and you're like, well, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> well, Quick, they want to send... spray him. He's having a mental breakdown. I want to send Mel Gibson. Mel oh, Gibson God. will sort it out. Oh, yeah. Let's jump, baby. <laughs> Although Mel Gibson and the police do have a lot in common. They are both racist, <laughs> fundamentally. <laughs> He's back, Mel. What? He's, uh, Who allowed? Yeah, him? he's make, he's making movies again. No, back on Netflix not. with a new release. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix, Mel Gibson. I can't remember. Maybe Amazon Prime. One of those uh, no, streaming Am- giants. Oh God! It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be Amazon. Bezos is all. Bezos hates the Jews too. Mel Gibson. New movies. I don't know what it was. I didn't watch it. I just yeah. saw it creep past me. Right, I've clicked. I bet he's never stopped acting, you know, and we've just not paid attention. Because what was it? The Passion of the Christ was where it all got a bit problematic, wasn't it, for him? Yeah, so he's been in, this year, six films? Six films? It must be deteriorating like Bruce Willis. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. And one of them was Father Stew, which had a big release. All of these have had... Releases. Do you think the problem is right for these these aging stars as their as their star quality and therefore pay packet wanes? They would have been in a situation earlier where they needed to do like a couple of movies a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as their star quality wanes, their pay packet gets lower, but their lifestyle demands remain the same. You know what I mean? They still want to pay for the whatever luxuries they have in life. And therefore, they end up working really hard and smashing out like ten movies in a year. I've got to be honest with you. I think it gets to the point where the roles get smaller, so they feel they haven't been in a film. You know what I mean? Like, so the projects get smaller, they get less of a release, and they get less of that dopamine hit towards their. Okay, so instead of him being leading man, he's like leading lady's dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's fourth banana, and he, he's like 
He's fourth banana, way down the <laughs> what, what, what does fourth banana mean? <laughs> it is a, it is it's second banana's the thing. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, I can find ba- out for you. Fourth banana, I like love that. <laughs> Mel Gibson right, is so the fourth second banana. banana. The second yeah. banana, uh, the, the second most po- important person in an organization or activity. The second banana. Yeah, it's a, it comes from it comes from a comedian thing, the supporting one, the straight man. I love it. It's brilliant. So you've got the first banana that you slip on, and then the second banana is the person that is the straight man while you're being the funny one. That's where it comes from. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Carry on. I have no what idea. Are we talking what we're talking about Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson for some reason. <laughs> we're talking about Mel Gibson, right? <laughs> Which brings us perfectly to my special interest: people who, for absolutely no reason, hate the Jews. Um, Ye, <laughs> uh, Ye. It's a oh, he's having he's 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 defo off his meds again, isn't he? I I think this is more than a medication issue. When Do you're hanging you? out, yeah, yeah, he's hanging out with. Nick how mentally, Wendell. how how mentally ill do you have to act before you can't blame your mental illness? I don't know. Hanging out with Nick Fuentes, who is genuinely a white nationalist who wants to bring in a Christian, a Christian theocracy to the United States, is pretty. You can't ca- blame medication. In case, that. in case you hadn't noticed, he's a black fella. I've noticed, but <laughs> like in the way that he's hanging out with Milo Yiannopoulos, <clears throat> most famous for saying that he prayed his gay away. These people are crazy, crazy right wing motherfuckers. Uh, he worked. Uh, Milo worked for uh, Bobert. You know the one that said that uh, Jewish lasers were hitting the earth when there was a lightning storm in a district. <laughs> Genuinely, he was a communications person, and and now he's gone on Alex Jones and he's ranting about how Hitler's better. Hitler had some great ideas. <laughs> That's that old one, isn't it? Like, he did wonders for the economy. It is. It is. He did wonders for the German economy in 1930, 1935 to nineteen thirty seven. <laughs> Have a look at Otto Barnes. They're wonderful. Whatever, he, whatever he built in that German economy, he then got blown to shit. It's just not worth it, is it? Like I'm, of, I'm of a sound mind where I'd rather have the economy shrink than kill. Well, no, like what? All in all, hundred and summit million people. Like what? Russia had thirty-five million dead or twenty-five million dead. Uh, Six million Jewish people. Not to. We're not even counting the the amount of Romani people that were destroyed. Like, and the disabled people. And then, like, the German people that were killed and... and Disabled people don't really go on about it much, do they? They seem, like, pretty chill about it. No, it's that they get deleted from history worse than black people, mate. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you don't hear about them complaining about it because, name, how many disabled voices do you hear talking about history? None. (laughs) The answer's fucking none. Do you know why? Because we're not going to do that. Because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, until about the 1980s, we weren't allowed out in the streets. We couldn't get out of, we couldn't get up the curbs. You didn't invent ramps up on curbs. You know what I mean? Like, like it's fucked. It's completely fucked. And you've got, 
And to platform that kind of shit is beyond me. Like, what do you think he's trying to do? Has he got a eradicate plan? the Jews. Like, honestly. He's not trying to eradicate the Jews, is he? He is, yeah. I don't why think hang, he is. Why hang around with Nick Fuentes, who actively wants to eradicate the Jews? Milo Yiannopoulos wants to actively eradicate the Jews. You don't hang around with these people if you don't want to actively eradicate Jewish people. It's wild. They want a <laughs> Christian ethno state. That means the eradication of all other religions. This next album's going to be a wild ride. Oh, I am not listening to it. Donda was enough for me. Oh, I've got the stems from Donda. Have you? Congratulations. But yeah, one of the wildest points is Alex Jones, I swear to God, he's trying to talk down Kanye West from his extremist (laughs) views. I was sat there, right, and I, I listened to a podcast that like talks you through it. And when when I heard Alex Jones say, Hey, you know, that's a little bit spicy, basically. And Kanye went, It's not spicy enough. I was like, Oh, this is a bad time. He's a bad man. He's a very, very bad man. Like, and say what you want about medication. It does not like I've been mentally ill all my life, right? Loads, loads of my life. And I've never gone on a three-week tears about hating the Jews? <laughs> I've been sad for ages and I've never started a race war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also didn't release all the fundamentally good albums that he did. Actually, I only like one Kanye West song. I only actively listened to one. And that's the through, through the Wire, his first release with the broken jaw. I don't really understand it. So, yeah, but you, you're not really into rap though, are you? No. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I quite like some rap, but he's just never been <laughs> on my list. It's the whitest thing you've ever said. What do you want me to do? I am white. I, I quite like some rap. I some of that, quite like some rap. Some, some of that hippity hop is actually quite pleasing to the ear. Yeah, I do. I like a banging bass line. You can't... Oh, I'm a slave to that rhythm. <laughs> like Boris Johnson. <laughs> more like more like Gove. I'm... <laughs> I'm doing gack in the clubs and I'm, and uh, I'm, I'm built like a Pringles tin. <laughs> oh, fucking right. hell. So, yeah. speaking of lunatics, uh, two people glued themselves to a rail, I hear, Binners. Oh, this, no, this is amazing, right? So, as, you, as we know, uh, there's been a lot of climate activists gluing themselves to stuff and generally making themselves a nuisance of themselves. I mean, can debate as to see whether they think it's a good idea or not. But these two folks, um, they glued themselves to a handrail in front of a conductor at a um, during a performance of Beethoven's Violin Concerto at like this big concert hall in Hamburg, right? So they, they've stormed the stage, orchest- orchestra's stopped, booze from the audience, and then... A man from security just came along and just lifted it free from the podium, and he walked them off the stage and deposited them in the back room. Amazing! <laughs> and, the, incredible. and the show continued. Right, I've got, I've got a question for you. Because it failed, does it get more air t- airplay? 
I don't know. Do you think that's what they should be doing? They should be doing a series of failed protests. They should. I think it should be like, I think they should just keep pushing it and making it weirder. Like flying a plane over Old Trafford, but they've spelled everything wrong. <laughs> you know, like there's that thing on the internet. If you want, if you want to get a, a higher interaction rate, make one tiny spelling error. <laughs> or like a grammatical error and everyone will correct you. Or if you want the right answer to something, insist there's the wrong answer. Like if you want to find out, like, oh, the Battle of the Bulge was in 1944 at 20 past two on a Wednesday. And then you'll, you'll learn more about the Battle of the Bulge than you have ever learned by putting it on the internet. You know what I mean? Someone will be writing you a full essay. And maybe that's what it needs. But unfortunately, what were they actually... Was it Stop Oil Now? Um, Just a general climate catastrophe protest. Okay, so you have no idea. No idea. Have a, you need to have a look at the people. It might be the two ugliest yeah, no, people I've ever seen in my life. We are above such paradigms as calling people ugly, but that man's haircut is a bit of a tragedy. It's fuck it. <laughs> right, I, like, I don't... like. Their personal appearance does, but like sartorially, that is a wild choice. And he's got a bowl cut, but it like cuts under like he's a, a, a mushroom person from Mario. She looks like she's about to check whether you put sugar-free caramel syrup in her latte or not. It's very important if you put sugar-free caramel syrup. <laughs> the sugar goes right to my head. <laughs> a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. If, you were, if you would just stop oil, right? Yeah, and all all you've got you've got a tube of glue. That's your weapon of choice, seemingly. I've only got a tube of glue. I've you've not got, got my wits. I've got a tube no, of glue. You've only got a tube of glue, right? No. What um what thing are you going to glue yourself to to get maximum attention? The CEO of, of <laughs> the CEO of BP. That's the one, isn't it? Yeah, you just that'd you be just mate. Glue like, yourself to his door. Be a prick. Like, like people used to get a, uh, a Smurf and handcuff it to you, and your stag do. <laughs> I don't think they're called Smurf spinners. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, like I, I'm a big fan of the Welsh protests when they wanted uh, Welsh language signs. Yeah. Basically, they just went round and just anybody who had a dis had a was in the decision making matrix they just put sugar in the tank of the car <laughs> it's so fucking petty it's like yeah there you go fucked your car fuck your car fuck you you know what i mean like it, and if you did that every time every time they went out just sugared the tank Eventually, they'd be like, all right, okay, we'll do something about this because this is really fucking annoying. Like, direct action works when it's directed at the people within the decision-making matrix. Trying to get... So you want to glue yourself to the uh, bar in the House of Commons? (laughs) That's that's the way. Glue yourself to the the draft pumps in the House of Commons so no (laughs) fosters can come out. glue myself to the sexiest intern for the commons and then just watch them all flock round like well, that's rats. what that that's what that fellow will got kicked out for what's his name oh uh... well, it's all late all late is what's his fella all late is groping tory 
I don't know what he's doing. groping Tory is my favourite thing. Uh, uh, Julian Knight. Julian Knight. He looks like a dick grabber to me. That would be my... If we're predicting the future, I reckon we should ring Anthony Carr and see what he predicts that uh, Julian Knight has been up to. I think he has grabbed a young man's cock <laughs> through his trousers. Oh, and shake and shook it like a maraca. Um, no, he's just the... giving it, just giving it sort of, just sort of, which, whichever way it was lying, if it lay to the right, just sort of smoothing it against that thigh. Oh, yeah, that's what that's what he's done. Uh, he's the fifth member of the Conservative Party to have the whip removed for such allegations this uh, year. Yeah, so this yeah. government—that's the fifth. This yeah. government. Yeah. And so they've lost, and thirteen of them aren't bothering again, are they? Like fucking rats. Thirteen aren't bothering. Of eight are going up to the lords, uh, which is a crime, by the way, and we should mention that every week. Four of what them are happens, still not in the lords, even though they should be. What happens if they can't feel the team? <laughs> that's caught. That's that they get uh, a, a no a vote of no confidence. Could that happen? Then, uh, we're nowhere near the numbers. Well, what would happen if they just like don't stand in loads of the constituencies? It's just that's it. No, they're no, just no. Not in. But another Tory will stand. So second in line will stand. So like, um, it'll be like whoever's saw news and oil baron will stand in Solly Hull. I feel like after, but it's going to be so. Low. Are they open. Are these folks retiring because they can see the writing on the wall, or because this is the only shot they've got is flipping the old guard before the next election? Which, is, or is it both of those things? I think they know that they are poison. Like most of the people who've already, like what is it, Dominic Dominic Hunt? Not Dominic Hunt. Rob. Uh, Rob, yeah. Rob's standing down. Hancock's standing down. Savage. I can never say his name. Which way around is it? Is it David Sajid or Savage Javid? That one. Savage Javid. Yeah. And uh, who else has gone? <sighs> that awful woman. Some awful woman. I just feel like. I feel like they're just out. I feel like. like Somebody like Dominic Raab is looking at his like next 10 years of his life and he's like, don't fancy being in opposition because I'm an idiot. It's only, what, like, what's, there's no fun being in opposition, is there? Just like dealing, having to deal with Keir Starmer talking down to you every Wednesday. So yeah. just escape while the going's good and try and get another job in industry <laughs> or something. Yeah, definitely. While Don't have a look, you know what I mean? Like a consultancy gig. Whilst you've got those connections, try and get like a try and get on the board of directors for somewhere or whatever. You know what I mean? Exactly, and you don't have the defeat against your name. Exactly that, because no one wants to be the conservative who lost. It was part of what potentially is looking like a damaging defeat for them, if you believe the polls and the fact that the yes. Tory party money stream seems to have been cut off the donations are down 40 yeah. percent in the last three months it yeah, looks exactly. like the writing's on the wall for them yeah it does they've also they've also they're now in the point of handing out all the things that they want they've basically what taken taken off uh bankers bonuses there's no more even though they're even though they owe us 137 billion and i mean the taxpayer they owe us 137 billion this they, which they haven't paid back by the way they've decided to remove uh, the the stricture on bonuses for them 
to supercharge growth. And that's what it did last time, wasn't it? It supercharged growth. Oh, no, it tanked the economy. Sorry, I've got it wrong. I'm so confused. It's easy to get completely fundamentally destroyed a lifetime of home ownership. It just is. It, 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 they're just now. It's just a shopping list. It's a shopping list of human rights violations. You know what I mean? Fuck them. Just Tricks. the cash grab for the last two years. That's it. That's it. They're just gonna like. They're gonna like ride it to the wall. The 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 crime and punishment bill that allows the government to keep you on record if you go to a protest indefinitely. You think Rishi hangs on? Do you think that's the deal Rishi's done with the devil? Is that he knows that he gets to be Prime Minister for a couple of years, but he knows that he's losing. What's better, to never be Prime Minister or to be Prime Minister for a bit? Mate, you get £115,000 a year, and then all the speaking engagements. Boris. He doesn't, need the, he doesn't need the money. No, but he needs the pride. You know what I mean? It's a pride thing for him. Because he's such a tiny little man? Nah, because it allows him... Right, he's the guy that tanked... He's, he personally was one of the men who tanked the British economy, and he's done it twice in his lifetime. He's a very impressive figure in that way. But you cannot take away the fact that he, on the sixth time of asking, when there was no one else, was picked to be Prime Minister. A woman that <laughs> lost to a lettuce. He lost to a woman who lost to a lettuce. <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking long tough road for him eh yeah and the thing is that if Labour doesn't just do what Labour should do keep their mouth fucking stum go oh yeah we're gonna get rid of Lords we're gonna do this and then get in power and just do lefty bullshit just absolute because we've seen what the wankery they've done everyone hated it so what do loads of lefty shit like privatise the railways go fucking mad privatise energy Go crazy. Fuck it. Fuck them. Ugh. It's gamesmanship now. It's no longer politics. It's about it's about being in charge and getting what you can out of it. But unfortunately, you've got Sir Keir Starmer who loves licking boots. Fucking piece of shit. I'm a bit angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, shall we end on a high? I'd like, I'd like to get high. Okay. Right. Do you want to talk about the prisoner swap? Or, oh, we should or... talk about the prison. We should do both. We'll do the prisoner swap yeah. and the Florida man. Yeah, because they're, they're short. They're short, right? They're short. Right, okay. okay. So, um, so, a basketball player who wasn't good enough to make it in the WNBA has been uh, re- released and in a prisoner swap has gained her freedom today. She got done for drug possession in Russia, which is a lifetime... Uh, crime, yeah? She thinks she got nine years. Oh, no, it's only nine years. She got nine years in the Russian penal colony. Yeah. And um, who did the Biden administration swap for this <laughs> world-class <laughs> get basketball star? So they swapped out this Russian arms dealer, right? His name is uh, Victor Bout, but he was known by his nickname, um, which was given to him by a high-ranking minister of Britain's foreign office. He was described for years as the merchant of death. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they've won here, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they definitely. Must, yeah, they've absolutely. absolutely smashed this. Is he Ukrainian? 
Oh, he's Ukrainian as well, so they might oh they might just be killing him. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, he's a Russian citizen, but he is Ukrainian. Oh, okay. So, um, she did play for the w- WNBA. I'll take that back. She did. All right, okay. Does that make a difference to you? Yeah. What do you feel <laughs> better at the- well, Like, because I, basically, I'm going, right? How How good are they at what they do versus how good are they at what the other person does? Um, who do you think we're going to swap when Jack Grealish gets caught doing beak in Qatar? <laughs> Don't think we have a high enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of scandal we're looking for for the finish this World Cup off, isn't it? All right. And then um, final story of the week. <laughs> oh, I just want to find out what Brittany Garner's uh, nickname is. Uh, the Merchant of Dunks. I, it should be right. That's the... That's what it is now. <laughs> oh, she doesn't have one. Well, there you go. Oh, Trotsky. I, I, I think we should call her the Merchant of Dunks. <laughs> Merchant of Dunks. <laughs> That's it. Okay, so uh, we end on a classic Florida man story. Yep, a classic. Flo- this a classic. classic. A Florida man went on a deranged rampage in which he had sex with a dog in front of horrified families and then destroyed a church nativity whilst trying to escape from the angry onlookers. (laughs) Chad Mason, Chad Mason, 36. It was a labradoodle, which somehow makes it funnier. The only... The only... Oh, God, this... I'm trying to think of a funnier dog, and it is. It's Labrador. Okay, right. So, no, I don't think you're right. So, imagine, right? You've ended up in some weird game show, Stephen, in Japan. Don't know how this happened to you, right? And in all, it's like a Squid Games type scenario. So, there's a threat of violence or death to you if you can't complete this stuff. There's an audience in front of you, and all you have is a selection of dogs. Okay, and you have so to have sex. Good. You have to have sex with one of those dogs with the intention of making the audience laugh to save your life. Which dog Ooh. do you pick? You don't want to go too small because that's cruel. <laughs> <laughs> he's crushing that shit too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's ruining that chihuahua. <laughs> I can see his eyes bulging. Stephen's ripped the Pomeranian. <laughs> right, so you have, to, you have to pick something that's going to attack you because the physical violence of you being you. I don't think that'd be funny. I don't think watching a man raping a dog and then the dog attacking the man is going to make these people laugh. I think it will. In my head, it's hilarious as I'm. Trying to enter a Jack Russell and the Jack Russell's going at me. Um, I'd just like to make everyone aware that Arya is currently just staring at me and she actually looks physically ill. Uh, trying to decide which dog. This is a Hunger Games scenario in which I die if I don't make the audience laugh by which an- which which dog breed I have to pick to have sex with. 
no, no. I picked Jack Russell because it'd go at me. <laughs> I mean, that says more about you than it does about the audience, I think, Stephen. Um, regretting her life choices, I think. Right, okay, so Chad Mason. Uh, yes, I'm that life choice. <laughs> okay, has right, be, so... Has, has to be a Jack Russell, right? Well, I don't know. This geezer, an adult confronted him during the act. <laughs> like, oi! Stop shagging that dog! That's got to be a confrontation. That's got to be a Wait! Oi, shagger! Go on, lads! Jesus. Notice how the police weren't there. It was just some random man. <laughs> right, so he was confronted... He toppled. He ran toward the nearby Presbyterian church, where he toppled the Christmas nativity scene. Was was the dog with him? Did he just leave the dog? The dog was just having a cigarette post coitus. It's <laughs> picked up the money from the dresser and has moved on. Wait, was this another family's dog? Has he gone to a dog park, started ramming some random he's Labrador? Borrowed, he's borrowed his mate's dog. and he's start, borrowed his mate's dog. He's borrowed his friend's dog, shagged it, and toppled the nativity scene. And, but imagine being that guy, because you're not going to tell your mate what happened, are you? The first time that guy finds out is this article from the New York Post. God. <laughs> I, and I thought it was pretty bad that my mate stole a grand from me. Can he get? Can he impregnate the dog? Can he impregnate the dog? No, 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 no. I think this sure. A, I think he analysed that dog. I don't think the hole he went in was a, a hole you can get the dog pregnant in. Are you Plus, sure? we're not. Yeah, you can't. We can't make dog pregnant. Ouch! I've tried. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, re- I remember watching this thing, like, why can't we just interbreed species? And they were talking, like, uh, the the eggs and the, the the sperm aren't always, like, sometimes they just can't get through. Sometimes the information doesn't meld. It's like a whole thing. What if it was your dog? Because they say that dogs look like their owners. Oh, no, I mean, you can impregnate your own dog. You can but, impregnate your own dog. This is not your mates. Yeah, yeah, but we are in a cost of living crisis, so I don't suggest impregnating. Your own <laughs> should we go to TV town? I think we should just end the podcast here. Just quit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to TV Town, where we promise we won't talk about animal buggery. <laughs> Maybe we will. I'm not ready. <laughs> well, then I'll go. I have, I this year have had, as you might have noticed, I've had a bit of trouble uh, watching TV shows, right? Yeah. And so I, I, I've been like, Trying different mo- uh, film watching experiences. 
I've got myself a movie <laughs> pass. I've been going to the movies a bit more. It's that's nice. But I've realized my main issue with concentration is the sound quality. I found uh-huh. if I don't have good sound quality, and my TV doesn't have the best of sound quality. I don't have surround sound. It's a TV. It's just a fucking TV, right? And um, when I've been putting stuff on my headphones, I enjoy the the show more. So I've watched loads this week. Is it not just a focus thing? It's not a sound quality thing. It's a focus thing. Because you've got so, your headphones on, you don't have to listen to fucking Aria blathering on, do you? Yeah, I don't have to talk. I don't have to listen to her indoors giving it all that. I'm from London now. That's how I talk. Um. <laughs> why, why, why have you frozen at this very moment? <laughs> because I've just been accosted by my partner. Um, yeah, but um, so you might be right. It might be a focus thing. Hey, uh, so I've been watch. I watched Midnight Club, like almost in one sitting. I, Midnight Club, you'll know from the creator of Haunting on Hill House, Haunting of Blythe Manor, and uh, that other one about the priest. All sounds terrifying. Uh, some of it's pretty scary. This was pretty scary. It had uh, lots of scares. However, it's an unsatisfying ending to the season. And with Netflix's, like policy of cancelling everything for absolutely no reason i'm pretty disappointed so i don't think i'll watch the if another season comes out i'll watch it but i'm not expecting it to and i'm bummed they didn't give me any sort of uh satisfying conclusion uh and i also watched wendell and wild okay what's that it sounds like uh jonathan creek it does sound like jonathan creek is it an itv detective series no, it's a claymation show by Monkey Paul Productions, which is uh, Key. Do you know uh, uh, Key? Uh, Keegan Michael Key? Up. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Them, us, whatever it is. Uh, Keegan Michael Key uh, and Key and Peel uh, are Wendell and Wilde, that are two demons, and they've been messing up this. Uh, little girl's life until she discovers they have been and uh, they go on a journey together blah 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 it's a kids film it's pretty good sounds delightful yeah. i've been watching uh i've been watching loads of stand up this week watched a couple of really good specials oh yeah uh one by a chap called mateo lane which is like uh, a 35 minute like it's called the advice special where he gives advice to the audience it's all filmed in the comedy cellar in New York. It's really good, really sassy, really funny. Uh, um, I've I've seen like little bits of him. He's a little. He's a. It's kind of slice of life stuff, right? It's uh, like he did this. It worked out this way. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it was good. Funny. Yeah. Very uh, enjoyable. Is and that on what, YouTube? Yeah, YouTube only. And then another one on YouTube is Shane Gillis's special. Um, Where do I know Shane Gillis from? Mm, he did loads of cool stuff, loads of cool clip stuff on YouTube. Oh, I do over, know Shane over Gillis. the he pandemic. Does he does yeah. voices. Yeah, loads of really good impressions. This is just straight stand up. It's really funny, yeah. like an like an hour special. Some really good, really good gags in it. One great joke about the Special Olympics, where the premise is that the uh, 
the guy who invented the, who first suggested the Special Olympics must have been a real risk taker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fucking amazing premise. It is an amazing premise. That's good. I'll check that out. That's, is, yeah, that, really. is that another 35 bash it out? No, nah, 48, 48 minutes. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah, really funny. Yeah. Do a real good job. Enjoy both um, of those. I've got a question for you. Mm. At any point, do they dehumanize trans people? No. Nah. I'm just wondering. Oh, right. Okay. Because that's odd. For a stand up special this year, I just thought you had to. Uh, I just thought you had to. Nah, no. Nah, neither of them. Oh, right. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Oh. And they were funny, you say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the request was. Uh, I watched Trevor Noah. I watched Trevor Noah. How was that? Um, He's quit, hasn't he? He's uh, quit quit. the Daily Show. Yeah, he has, yeah. He's quit the Daily Show. He did seven years. I think seven years on a topical show that's out every day is a lot. Yeah, very intense. Yeah, very intense. Like, the fact that that Jon Stewart did it for, what, 20 years or something? I don't know, yeah, a long time. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um, don't know who they're gonna get. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. And I, I think that show will struggle and eventually get cancelled unless they choose a good host. But who's out there? Who does who does political comedy? <laughs> Genuinely, who does good political comedy? Who's smart enough to take the reins? Because Trevor Noah speaks like a hun- like he's a polyglot. Who, mm. who is very, very knowledgeable and articulate, uh, and it has some really quality jokes. I think they should get Trump to do it. Oh, yeah, hilarious Trump. He's been on Saturday Night Live enough. He knows how jokes work. It's funny, funny, funny. God, that he's also, back. Oh yeah, he's he's been yeah. He's not been saying anything really hilarious though, has he? He's just been in Kanye's shadow. Yeah, exactly. He's losing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> if he does make Kanye great again, hats, I'll be so happy. <laughs> make Kanye. <laughs> make ye Kanye again. Uh, I also watched this week, I watched the documentary on Netflix called Pepsi Wears My Jet. Oh, I, I really enjoyed this. This is cool, eh? Hey? So this is the story of this kid called John Leonard. I think that's his name. Um, and in the in the nineties, Pepsi basically did this advert which insinuated that if you collected thirty million Pepsi points, then you could get this Harrier jumbo jet. And he uh, he ends up taking Pepsi to court, trying to get his winnings. <laughs> it's a wild ride. And three episodes in out of four. So no yeah. spoilers from me. Yeah, I got I got two episodes in. I found the I found the documentary style is a bit too Netflixy. It, it, no, it feels overblown and American and someone should have just gone, hey lads, just calm it down a bit. Like I think this could have been an hour and a half and we could have all gone home for tea and biscuits. Yeah, I think you know that's I mean? always the way, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just like just tell us the information. Give us a bit of a dangle of the information. Tell us the information. I don't need to wait four hours for you to tell me whether or not you got this fucking plane. The, 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 the way you get away with that is audio documentaries. Like I found like audio documentaries are way more fa- fascinating because they don't, they can't rely on the visual language. 
Like, you don't get the same thing replayed over and over again. Like, how many times in the first episode did we see that Pepsi advert? Oh, oh, so many. Exactly. It's lazy. It's lazy. And by the end of it, you, you don't feel like you've enjoyed the journey. It feels like you've been pummeled by information. Like, have yeah. you ever watched Tickled? That documentary, Tickled? Yeah, that's very true. Like, Tickled's a quality, quality documentary, Tickled. And, like, it's a roller coaster ride, and every other scene, it doesn't refer back to itself. It just moves forward, and you're taken along on a journey. You know? I think. Just like life itself, Stephen. That's what I keep screaming at the wind every time I'm allowed out of the house. (laughs) Right. And that, I think. Have you watched anything else? No, that's it, man. That's me done. Uh, yeah, I'm also done. It feels <laughs> we've got, we've, we're under an hour. Has that ever happened before? No, God, no. We're gobshites. <sighs> well, perfect, well it? let's go. Let's try and do a bang on an hour. Let's drag this out for another two minutes. <laughs> well, thank you for listening for the eighty-four. Oh, I'm just looking at second hands and talking. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Um, we, I, I've genuinely been really amazed by the amount of people who've been listening to us recently. Like looking, at, looking at how many people are downloading it is crazy. And uh, yeah, super wonderful. Um, <laughs> I can't, I've got way too many stickers, so please, I know, I know you're listening. I know I have enough stickers to give to you. Just, just <laughs> ask for them. But yeah, like. My the, every time I pass my front door, I have a stack of envelopes, a, a, a stack of postage, and the, a stack of stickers. You already put. And you've he, already put the, the stamps on the on the empty envelopes. <laughs> Sadly, licking them and placing them on, crying as I do so. Please, someone take a sticker away from him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I've been sending out a few, and it was nice to see the Spotify wraps and how many. And how many people we landed on Spotify wrapped for? That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, right. Uh, thank you. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> We're close to an hour. Uh, all right, fuck faces. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Stop. Press stop. <laughs>